episode 349, Matthew Janicek. Escape your limits. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, let's actually make this a reality. I can guarantee it's going to happen. If your answer is yes to any of that, you'll best listen to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes of this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. Adam Walker UK at me.com is my personal email that will jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, we have a brilliant one for you this week. We have Matthew Januzek on the line. He is an entrepreneur for 25 years, builder of multiple successful businesses in the UK, Germany, Poland, and like me, he's come across to the United States as well. He, Matthew now sits on the board as the director of five companies. And he's a, the main thing we're going to talk about as well is the co founder of Escape Fitness. He's also a podcast host, but firstly, before we get into anything too much, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? That's you, Matthew. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Absolutely. I should have, I should have said, I should have said, Matthew. I'm say that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. No well, Matthew, welcome. And um, is there anything you'd like to add or what are you all about at the moment? Um, no, I, I, I think that, that, that sort of summarized it nicely. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of all about enjoying. I made a, a big move to, to the USA like yourself. So I'm, I'm kind of all about taking in uh, what it's like to live in another country and specifically mm -hmm. California. Yeah, that's where I am at the moment. Awesome. When I was thinking of moving, moving to America, in my, it was always California. I just, uh, you know, obviously this is what happens. A, a woman got involved and uh, now I'm in Northern <laughs> Michigan. So <laughs> something, something happened there. But, that's kind I, of how it happens. Yeah. Yes. And also um, when I think of, you know, fitness equipment and fitness in general, California really sort of goes well with that. So tell us a little bit about your origins. Was this ever in the plan or is this kind of just evolved? Yeah, it's funny. I was talking about, I, I, I was with some friends for dinner last night, actually, and we, we were kind of talking about this very thing. But um, I, uh, I, I was originally from a place called Peterborough, which is a small little town about an hour north of London. And, and, and I suppose I, I had a dream to, to move to America or to, or to be involved or, or to live in America from quite a young age. And um, sort of thinking back, I, I used to tell people, I, I think I remember my mum um picking me up from school one day and giving me a good telling off because the teacher said that i was telling the other children and the teachers in the school <laughs> that i was um related to starsky and hutch i don't know if you remember <laughs> starsky and hutch. yes I that is awesome. <laughs> um so I, so i kind of I, I i used to watch the program and obviously it must have you know inspired me or something and i thought that's where i want to live so yeah. and here i am <laughs> quality so talk to us about but what did you want to be when you was growing up, maybe a little bit older? And what did you, how, how did that path look, say, coming out of school and that kind of era? Right. Yeah. Well, when I was, when I was about 15, I was, um, I, I, uh, I, I was, 
I think it was summer holidays or something. I was on, on some roller skates and I remember falling off. Just It was right at, the, right at the end of the holidays and fell off and twisted my ankle and damaged all the ligaments um, in, 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 in my ankle area. Yeah. And so, um, so it gave me an opportunity not to go back to school because it was something that I, I absolutely, it, it was one of the least enjoyable things about growing up. I wasn't good at school. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. school. So, so falling off my skates gave me an opportunity to have a week off. And, um, and through that week, I think every single day, about three or four times a day, I watched a film called Pumping Iron, which I'm sure you're, you're familiar oh with. Oh my God. I'm going to have to turn my video on and show you what is on <laughs> one whole wall of my office. Do it, do it now by Arnold. That's the one quote I have in my office. <laughs> really? Oh man. <laughs> You're talking my language now. Feel free to spend the rest of the interview talking about Arnold. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was I, I, something about the the video. It's an old VHS cassette tape, and I I just played it and played it, and remember. Um, and it was funny. I, I was on crutches, and I, I remember kind of like suddenly the, for the first time realizing I had a little bit of a, a tricep forming, and um, and I just <laughs> thought this is what I want to do. You know, I want to be on stage. I want to be Mr. Olympia at the time. That was that was really my dream. And, um, and I just wanted some weights and I wanted to, I wanted to start that. So, so that was kind of the first time I, and I must've been sort of around about 15 years old. And, um, and so from that, I, I convinced my parents to buy me one of these plastic set of weights for Christmas. I think. Oh yeah. I know the ones. They're, they're, <laughs> they're a red DP. I think they're called, they got them from something like Argos or something. And, um, and so they brought me some weights and, um, and, and that was kind of how it started. And, uh, I, I didn't get, I didn't do very well at school. I didn't get, I got one qualification, which, which they used to call woodwork and metalwork. And that was one of the things that I did enjoy. And part of the exam was to make a couple of things that you could use for your exam. So I, I cut up some old school chairs and desks and made a pair of squat stands, made an adjustable bench and uh, made a, I remember making this little brochure to go with it. And that was, um, that was kind of uh, the, the one and only exam I got. And I, I made the equipment specifically to use in my little garage gym that I yeah. had at the time because I didn't, I, you know, I just had some weight, so I didn't have anything else. So, so that, that was really where the, where the journey started. And then I, I went to, I left school, went, went to work in, a, in, in the dental business, um, which is a bit strange. Not, not something I planned on doing, but it was, a, it was something my grandfather did and it was, it was the only thing I could think of. So I went to work for him. And then in the evening I used to, used to be um, a doorman or a bouncer as they yeah. used to be called to make some extra money and, and to hang around with other like-minded people. Cause the doorman always used to be big bodybuilders. And I thought well, yeah. if I hang around with them, I can learn about working out and building muscle and competing and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of okay. how it all started. Okay. Really. When would, when would you say around that era then, when would you say is obviously, so you've kind of built a little bit of your own home gym. You, like you say, you're in the environment with other people who like to train a lot. When was it an, almost like an awakening moment where you thought, actually, this is the route I'm going to go into this full time or, you know, create ultimately, which is, you know, escape fit, fitness and, you know, go at it in that direction. Um, was there ever a moment like that? Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting question, and I've, I've never really given it a huge amount of thought, but I, I think through, through that period of, of working in, in the dental side, I'd always been interested in, in the gym. So, so my father and myself had one time tried to open a gym unsuccessfully. We couldn't raise the money to do it. 
Uh, so we'd, 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 we'd attempted that because that was something I thought oh, that would be a great, you know, what, what an awesome thing to do, you know, have your own gym. So, so we kind of went down there. And then as I got a bit older, I think sort of mid to late 20s, I started to sort of, you know, take things a bit seriously, you know, slow down the partying a little bit, which I, which I enjoyed doing as when I was younger and, and started to think about, you know, I, I need to do something with my life. And um, I, I had a friend who had a gym and we, we were pro probably just talking one evening around the bar and he kind of mentioned about if, if you could, um, we, we, we started talking about making, making things. And, and my, my father always had a dream about, um, about setting up a business in Poland because we're, I'm half Polish and yeah. from Poland and this was always a dream. And, and I think some of the things he was talking about in terms of Poland and manufacturing, and I was talking to my friend and we, we got talking, it, we, we started this conversation about dumbbells. I, I, I went to my dad and said, do you think we could find anyone in Poland that could manufacture some of these dumbbells or weight plates? And it sort of set him off on a course to find some aunts and uncles. And we managed to, you know, get some family members that yeah. put us in touch with the factory. And, and we found a dumbbell and a weight plate in Poland and brought it over and I, I sold it to a friend. So it was something that kind of evolved over yeah. time. It was always in, the con in our consciousness. My dad wanted to go to Poland to set up a business. I was interested in health and fitness. I had some friends who are in that side of things and it, and it kind of slowly evolved to the point of, right, we've got, we've got something to sell here. Would you say, I mean, how long ago was sort of, did it become more official that, you know, you've got a fitness equipment company or at least you, you know, if someone says, right, Oh, I want to buy some equipment off you. You've kind of got a process and a setup that you've got things to offer them consistently. Yeah. So it was about two years in this, um, in, I, I guess, research and trying ideas and the, the, I guess the idea stage, you know, you, mm -hmm. I suppose a lot of people have an idea for a business and they're, they're doing it on the side, trying to get things together. And, and, and so we, we, I think we did that for about two years, but then there was a point when we had the product and, and at that point things happened quite quickly. So we, we identified a supplier. Um, we um, found our first customer and um and then it, then then I, and I think once once i knew i had something to sell then then that's when i i, I think i i took it very very seriously so yeah. within a few months the business was was up and running um it was still just you know we we're still doing it in the part-time my father was helping out my mum was answering the phone i was i was doing it in the spare time so so we quite once we had a product it was probably three or four months and i, I you know just started to sell the hell out of this and yeah. um companies like fitness first were just starting and they're opening these affordable fitness for and bringing in a lot more people to exercise so it was there's a bit of luck in timing we, we kind of had this product that was affordable the market had just started to take off and we just focused on on, on a you know very narrow range of products and in, in fact we used to we started the business from a spare bedroom in my parents house and yeah. um and it was in a little tiny little house in a little cul-de-sac at the time and and when we had our first delivery, there was this big, what was it, like 40-foot lorry that was coming <laughs> to deliver. And my mum was on the phone to me saying, you need to get home quickly. There's this, you know, lorry blocking the whole street trying to deliver these weights. 
for our house. Uh, oh, I, I, it was so good for your company if you had photos of that. <laughs> That's right, yeah. but I know back then it's not so easy just to have, you know, everyone's got a camera on them now with camera phones, but that'd be, that'd be good to have a photo of that. <laughs> yeah, and my mum's face at the time, because it was a very, like, we, you know, when we started, we didn't have any any money at all yeah. you know, we really we really didn't have anything so it was a it was a very small sort of little estate with and you you probably know what what those sort of places like in england mm -hmm. um it's it's not like america where you, everything's big and spread out it was a yeah tiny little area with these this huge lorry um, <laughs> <laughs> amongst all of all of this um who helped awaken your alpha it's my yoda question it's almost it could be someone from afar it could be arnold in pumping iron as it pretty much is for me, um, or it could be someone more tangible that said the right thing at the right time, or in, you know, it's it's up to you. It's usually a, obviously a couple of people. Yeah, there's there's been throughout, I, I guess, my life. There's there's probably been different moments, but I, I guess the the first one would have been Arnold when I was around about fifteen <laughs> years old, I would say. Yeah. Um, but then when I decided to get into business, I, I you know I didn't have any understanding of business or anything you know I was, I was pretty naive if, if I was honest but one of the one of the people that I can't remember exactly how I got involved with him but one of the one of the people that sort of started me on on more of a personal development journey was Tony Robbins and yeah. I I remember being in my parents I remember to this day sort of sitting in the in my parents house on a Saturday afternoon um watching qvc for some bizarre reason no idea why i was doing that and and he was on he came on qvc and um and i, I kind of got hooked into listening to him and then and and i actually i didn't have too much money at the time so i went and pinched my my um my parents qvc card and called up <laughs> and ordered i think it was called unlimited power it was it was a, a yep. cd set there's about 10 cds i think from memory yeah and i remember ordering that and then i just listened to that and when i started listening to that it was like wow this is fantastic and then i kind of went on and did all these different upw events yeah and no i i can see and obviously and on your linkedin profile you can see obviously the the tony robbins um kind of timeline as well on on your stuff so that, oh that's very cool very cool so in more recent years, obviously moving to America, but also with the business, we're still talking about, you know, you said you hit it at a good time, but when in your mind did you feel like made it in a certain way in terms of this is the path and it's just more and more of what you're doing and, and really, you know, accelerating down that way? It, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one to answer because yeah. <laughs> as, as a, for anyone that's in business knows that, you know, one day you wake up and you think, shit we've made it and then another <laughs> day it's like wow the, the, the sky's falling in you know that's yeah. just what being an entrepreneur is like I, I think but I, I think there was a couple of points so when I before I'd even started the business um, I've got a, a very good friend uh, um, and um, in fact they've, they've also sort of although we've not seen each other they, they moved to the US as well and I remember I remember sort of going to meet them sitting outside a, a, a cafe in London and I just had, I, I said to them, I said, this is, you know, this is going to totally change um, my life. You know, this is, this, I've, I've found the thing that I've been looking for. This, I, I don't know what it is and I don't know if it's going to work, but I just feel that something exciting is going to happen. And, yeah. and, and that was really before we'd, we'd actually even made you know, hardly any money. But it, it, I, I guess it was that sort of moment where you, you just kind of feel I'm on the right path. Um, so I think that was that was something in in the very very early days. Um, I, I guess being aware 
of um, of how far you've come. And, 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 and sometimes when you're in your business, it's very difficult to stand back and reflect and mm-hmm. to appreciate what you've actually achieved, you know, particularly as a, you know, when, when you're in your own business, because yeah. you've got so many things to think about. You're worried about bringing yeah. sales. You've got well, people. In, and, in that uh, case, then, I mean, I'll, I'll help you out with this. When was a specific time when you, you had a breakthrough or you felt like you had a specific breakthrough or you were just like, this is a very good day in the business. Like you said, some days you're on fire and other days are more of a change. When was a day when you thought, wow, you either achieved or the company performed to what you thought it could or even outperformed what you anticipated at the time? Probably. um, And it it is a really good question. And I probably didn't answer it specifically, (laughs) but the problem with entrepreneurs um, that you you end up getting into, because as I said, it is difficult is that you, you, it's like right. I've succeeded. On to the next thing. On to the next thing. And you yeah. and you never ever take the time out to say, look, look how far we've come, guys. You know, you never, whether it's individually, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your team, people just don't do that enough. And mm-hmm. and I think and 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 the downside with that is that you it can get on top of you quite easily because yeah. you, there's never any end and. And you're constantly pushing as, you know, as, a, as a business person, it's like, right, I want to continue to move forward. And I, and I, and I think it wasn't until I, I came out to America, really, did I sort of probably have that separation to step back and say, wow, you know, I've really come a long way, you know, from where I started in, in the business and my family and everybody that was with me, you know, where we started in that small room with nothing, no brand, no, no finance from the bank, no reputation, no product range, nothing to where we've come, you step back and think, shit, I've come a long way. And, and, and that in itself is, is an important exercise to do because then going forward, you, you just going forward as, you know, more content and I guess complete with, with, with what you're doing. But if, if you don't take and celebrate those small wins, even on a weekly basis, yeah, then it just every week goes into each other. And, and so what I, what I do my best to do on a Friday afternoon now is sort of finish a little bit earlier and, and just sort of write down those, successes those you know celebrate those things that I've, I've i've achieved even the even the small little things you know the little yeah. thing you said in a meeting or or the comment that somebody made that was positive just to to, to spend time to celebrate that because there's thousands of them but i think it's easy to, to forget about Definitely. them so but on the flip side then you touched on it as well something you said i i wanted to remember to ask this question as well when was a time or a day or a specific scenario when it was a tough day at the office when you're like oh this, uh, this has not gone well. It's basically, it's all hit the fan. And uh, obviously you've overcome it because the, you know, you're still here with the company 20 years later. But when was a time when you thought, oh dear, this is uh, a bad day? Yeah, we, we've, had a, we've had several times in our history where you, know, you, you kind of wondered whether we're going to be able to keep the lights on tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's quite common. Um, what was the, the most shocking one or is there one that stings? What's that personally? It might not be technically the worst, but one that just hit you at the, the right or the wrong time. And, uh, you know, it's, there, might, there might be a bit of trauma linked in there. It's something that really stings for you. Yeah, for, for me, um, the, the things that really hurt me, I, I would say, you know, affect me personally, you know, kind of hit me in the gut mm. almost is, is when... Um, the, the business stuff I think you can you know you can deal with and, and ride and, and and cope with but for me it's when you know if, if something goes wrong with a with a customer so if, mm. if we 
cock up and 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 it does happen but if 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 there's a customer and I feel we've let them down in a big way for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I, I, I probably don't want to give too many specifics because yeah. maybe a lot of the people we work with are here. But if there, there has been times where I've had someone and I've and, and I've spent, you know, we've developed a real some real trust in that relationship. And that person may work for another company, and and you know they've brought us in and they've given us a big opportunity. And then something happened, whether it was out of our control or whether we just didn't manage it as we should do. And we let that person down and that reflected on that person. Yeah. And, and I kind of knew, knew about that. I, I think those are the times that really kind of really, really hit mm. me hard. Um, and, and I know it's going to happen, but I, I, but I, I think, you know, you, 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 your customers and the people that you work with are everything. And, and for me, it's almost like, you know, you, you, you're almost letting a friend, a personal yeah. friend down and uh, so as, as a business, I'm always keen on, on sort of mitigating the, the situations and making sure that we've always got some sort of backup plan. So we'll, we're never going to put someone who's, who's given us a huge amount of trust and, 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 you know, helped us move forward. We're never going to put them in a position where, you know, they, their reputation may be compromised in any way. Yeah. In a business where, um, you know, it really on, on the bare bones of it, it is quite a, you know, it's a, a commodity in terms of, you know, a dumbbell or, you know, a piece of training equipment, which I'm, slow, I'm sure there's variations, but to the, the average consumer when it comes to fitness equipment, it's kind of like the stuff is there, you know, it is what it is to a certain extent. How have you differentiated yourself or how have you managed to, you know, build a brand around that? And what would you say is kind of your kind of your unique selling point or your angle or what, what, what makes your company successful? Yeah, I, lo <clears throat> I love that question. Um, and I think it's very important for anybody in business to, to really get this one right. And, and it's, it's an ongoing process that you have to constantly work with. But if, if you're in a business that's, that's selling, well, potentially you could argue that most of us are in a business selling a commodity, whether you're mm -hmm. Starbucks or whether you're a company like us, you know, you, you yeah. can, you can say, well, look, you know, Starbucks, all they do is make coffee and, and, you know, they're, you know, why would I pay $3 for a coffee? Um, or if you go to some of these new boutique coffee shops now, oh, you can yeah. pay $4 for a coffee. Why should I pay that much for a coffee when I'm, you know, and go around the corner, there's, there's going to be a coffee shop at any corner. I can probably get it for $2 or two yeah. quid or, or, or whatever. And, and the thing is, as, as a business, you, you've, you've got to be more than just a product because if you're a product, then you're going to be, the market is going to drive you down into a commodity. They're going to push you down into the sort of lowest possible price that you could mm -hmm. offer because you're not providing any value to people. So, so I think in, in terms of our business, we, it, it's very much, you know, yes, we sell, um, yes, we sell a dumbbell, but mm -hmm. we, we, we invest a lot of time in educating the people that work with us. So whether that's, you know, providing them free content, education material um helping people if they if they want to put a dumbbell in a commercial club you know how can we help them make money from that dumbbell you know how can yeah. we get more people coming in the area by showing them workouts to do with the dumbbell how we how we can can we support them in terms of designing the area so that you're not just the provider of dumbbell unless you you've got the ability to be the the, the almost like a kind of um like a low-cost airline where you're yeah. the you're able to be the lowest cost provider of that particular product and if you can build your business model on that then great but it's it's just as difficult to to be consistently successful at being the lowest cost provider as it is to 
you know, provide the value. And I think as a, yeah. as a business, you've got to decide where your strengths are, what you want to be, and then you've got to aim to be the best in the world in it. But just providing a product because you think, oh, I can do it the same as what they can, but cheaper. You know, that yeah. isn't anything that you can build a business. Yeah, it's a race, race to the bottom. <laughs> race to the bottom, yeah. Well, you've made it to the alpha round now. So we're just going to start to wrap <laughs> things up with a, uh, a few quick questions. And I'd like to start that off with, is there a particular all-time or impactful favorite book of yours that springs to mind? Oh, uh, favorite, favorite book. Um, now you've put me on the spot. <laughs> when, when, when I, 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 I edit this to make us both look very sharp. <laughs> That's right. you, you mentioned Arnold as well as one of your uh, inspirations. And uh, he features a fair few times in my book. So I'm going to be sending you a book, a signed copy of my book anyway. <laughs> so there's one. So that, I'll take that. Obviously, you haven't read that yet. So that can't be your number one yet. <laughs> I'd love to listen to that one. Um, well, but I, I, well the, let me, okay. I'll, I'll tell you this one. So... I, I realized when I got to about, I think I must have been about sort of 18 years old, maybe, maybe 19 years old, that I, I, I couldn't consciously remember ever reading a full book in my mm. life. And, and so I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I must have been, you know, 18, 19 years old, which, which I, was, I wasn't proud of. I wasn't proud of that fact, to yeah. be honest. So how could I have got through school and never consciously be aware of reading? I feel reading. a bit like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> never really thought of it like that but yeah sorry carry on so so that so i a, a guy he, he was actually trying to recruit me for a network marketing company amway um mm -hmm. and and he gave me a book called the magic of thinking big that was the okay. first first book and and he said read this and um and 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 so i started to read it and i thought actually i enjoy reading um i love what this you know, book is saying it, it, it affected my mindset and it made me believe things that I didn't think were possible to, to do with just the way you think. And, and, and after that, I kind of went on this sort of reading spree and, um, you know, I, I just consume lots of, you know, books and audio books. But I, I think the first one that probably sort of um, really set me off was, was this, you know, the magic of thinking big. And then I think there was think, think and grow rich, rich yeah. and, um, how to uh, win friends and influence people. Yep. A lot of the traditional awesome. ones that I kind of started with. Um, but I, I think that the magic of thinking big, and you know, I'll have to probably go back and, and look at that one day, but that, that was probably a, a, a bit of a turning point for me. Ah, good answer. So is there a particular, very similar question, but is there a particular quote um, that's had an impact for you or just one of your favorite quotes of all time? Well, one, one that we... That, that we kind of you know managed to sort of our company's called escape fitness but one mm. quote that we managed to to sort of build into our business which i and my family live by is is, is escape your limits and um and that's just very much related to to, to i suppose you know it's got a lot, a lot of personal um personal meaning to me as well as it being part to do with our company it's, it's just about i think growing up for me personally I probably set a huge amount of limits on myself mentally in terms of what I thought I was able to do or what other people said I was able to do. And that kind of kept me into, you know, into, into this nice little box. I guess that's probably the reason why I'm here in America because yeah. you know, a lot of people say you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or you won't do it. And, you know, you, you're probably in the same way. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, you, 
you, you've got to stretch your thinking and say, well, look, you know, maybe it is possible and, you know, let me, let me give it a go. Yeah, well, I, I 100% know why we're talking now as well, because um, I didn't realize you were in America full time now before we spoke. And also the, uh, the tagline of this podcast going for a similar sort of scenario is live limitless. Quality. This is going to be an interesting one. So obviously from your scenario, is there a piece of, I usually ask for a resource, but I'm going to say a piece of equipment that is maybe your personal favorite or if you had to have it, and I'm thinking fitness equipment and over the years or just something that's like you just, you love to use, you think it's a cool piece of kit. For me, you know, my, my love affair is with the, the barbell, you know, the, yep. the barbell and disc because I just, I, you know, I, the, just when whatever's happening in my life uh, and, and, and throughout many, many years, I've been working out since I'm, I'm, you know, I was 48, Two days ago, and um, and I've oh, been working out. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> been working out since I was um, since I was about sort of sixteen years old, and 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 getting under a bar and on the back of my you know back of my neck yep. and squatting or deadlifting or it, it's just a for me it's just a place of you know where I can just I'm peaceful. I can you know I, I just escape everything. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's not exciting. It's been around forever, but the the barbell and and disc is you know is my go to product really. <laughs> awesome. What is your opinion or your thoughts on fear? And when was the time fear either almost got the better of you or did get the better of you? Felt like it it impacted your decisions too much. Well, well whenever whenever you are in fear, um, it does affect your decision. So so whether it's a simple thing like I was always terrified of public speaking and, mm. and and so whether so when you uh, one you know simple example is getting up on stage so what happens is when you're in fear you you're you're you narrow your focus you um your, your whole sort of uh system changes and you're not able to make decisions and and you're in the kind of fight or flight mode so so that's why you know when you're on stage if you if you're presenting and you're scared, you forget your words, uh, yeah. you know, everything kind of shuts down and it goes into this survival mode. Mm -hmm. And the same things that happens in the business, you know, we all have a lot of things that, that go on and, and suddenly, you know, this fear creeps in. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? Are we going to manage? And, and the same thing, your decision-making process reduces massively and you're not able to make good decisions. So the best thing to do really is to, you know, one, one of the things is to go and kind of, you know, move, do some exercise, work out, get some blood flowing, open, you know, somebody's told me a nice idea about speaking is to kind of, is, is, is your eyesight has the ability to kind of change that fear um, pattern. So instead of looking really, really narrow, is try and sort of look left and right and, and really expand your peripheral vision. Because mm. what that does, that takes you out of that narrow focus in it. And if you breathe, it, you know, expand your peripheral vision, then, you're in a much more relaxed state. So if you can move or work out, then I think that's, that's a good place to start changing your physiology. And then I think you're in a lot better, uh, you're a lot better place to make better decisions to think a lot clearer rather than being in that fight or flight mode. And I think that goes into anything, even if you're in a sport or even, even you know, studying a lot of the um, martial artists, you know, one of the things that the good people do in that is that they, they, again, they don't have fear. They're very relaxed and calm when they're going in that situation and um you know i think that's what normally makes the difference between you know winning and, and losing yeah quality well that was a good answer i'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by that sort of stuff um so i always like to ask 
Yeah, and it's, 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 it's something that we all deal with on different levels. And, and, and I, I, you know, if, if it's just really important that the, I think the power of the mind can, can sort of, you know, help you succeed or, or totally destroy you. And, and, and a lot of cases, we're just not aware of that. It's just stuff that goes into the back of our mind. It could be a negative person that is around you that could be saying stuff. And even if you don't agree, it's, it's going in there yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and it's kind of getting a hold and you, you're not always conscious of that. So you, you've got to kind of clean your mind. A lot of people talk about meditation. I, I don't do that, but I tend to get that time in the gym where I use it just to kind of cleanse my mind. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, what is the best way people can find out more if they, if they want to continue this conversation? What's the best way to con connect with you? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different ways. I'm, I'm sort of fairly active on, uh, on Instagram. So okay. a lot of any thoughts, ideas, videos, pictures and that that I, I, I post, which is just Matthew Januzek, it's my name. Um, also, if it's more business related, then LinkedIn. Um, there's a lot of information and content that I provide and an update on there. I think those are probably the two main places. And then we also have um, a lot of videos that I do personally. We, we've got our escape fitness YouTube channel and there's mm -hmm. a ton of workout information and and development and business ideas on, on that uh, channel as well. Perfect. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today and I'll put all the, the links in the show notes and uh, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Adam. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Cheers. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes in any way, shape, or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, you best listen to my free essential TEDx training session that you can find in the show notes of this podcast, ayalpha.com. And also, if you have any interest in that, the simplest way, if you've got any questions, queries, please do reach out to me. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That will jump straight to me. TED Accelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one. We may be in the middle of one. We may be just about to finish one. Main thing is reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TED Accelerator, and there'll also be some pre-work for you to do. So it's best time to start taking action on this is today. So reach out, and we'll get you secured in the next when the next group goes through. And also, if you want this to happen now, 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 Regardless, there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one -one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon.